Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Join Tyler and his team as they unlock the secrets to achieving financial independence through wealth building strategies inspired by Robert Kiyosaki and other thought provoking leaders. Learn to build leveraged streams of cash flow that land in your pocket and improve your quality of life. Gain access to cutting-edge ideas that will increase your productivity and streamline your success. Find out how to supercharge your retirement plan so you won't have to retire with a pay cut. You can escape the rat race. Are you ready? It's time to Learn to Earn with Tyler Sheff. Welcome to Cashflow Guys Podcast. It's that time again. It's Friday morning. We are here for another episode. And this one, guys, you, of all the episodes that we've done, I've lost track, 130, 140 episodes at this point. The one topic that everybody seems to love is the note business. And I brought on, an, a, I, I would say, somebody new to the show you've never heard before who's in the note business, uh, one of our peers, Scott Carson from We Close Notes. Scott. Dude, Captain Omnipresence, that's what I'm going to call you. <laughs> See, you are everywhere. You're, you're like Casey Neistat of the note business. Hey, uh, well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody, whoever's listening out there. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Excited to be here. Uh, I guess you could call me the note guy because that's what people have been calling me for the last decade. Absolutely. On all the videos that we do and all the, the crazy travel that I've done across the country with the, with the way this note business has sprung up as with being the crumbs in a true secondary market um, right. where investors like you and me and other friends, Paige and others are, are taking advantage and making some good money living off of crumbs. <laughs> exactly. I'm all for crumbs. Right. Now, you know, my listeners know that I'm a multifamily guy, right? That's my background. Actually, I, I started in the fix and flipping, moved to multifamily and, and, Paige dragged me into notes, kicking and screaming, right? Because I didn't get it. It's like, why would I buy bad paper? It's like, mm -hmm. you didn't pay his mortgage. What, what, how does that help Tyler? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wait a minute, I buy broken paper from people that haven't paid their bills. So tell me from your perspective. And one of the reasons, guys, I've got Scott here on the show is I want him to have a, he has a, a, a very similar belief system as we do, but a different outlook on it, right? And the cool thing about the note business is there's no such thing as competitors, right? We're all same common good there's no bottom feeder wholesaler stuff going on none of that crap we just get along and we all make money and everybody's happy so your perspective why in the hell would i buy non-performing note so it's i believe in a term called coopetition first and foremost plenty of uh cooperation going on in the note business and we are also obviously competing for our own business but there's still plenty of inventory to go out there so the same reason when you when you're looking at an apartment complex, you're looking at something that's probably distressed that you can add some value add to it to boost it up. Take a C class to a B or a B to an A or a D to a B. You know, uh, add some value to it to bring it up, get it refinanced off and sell it off or take over the financing. You're looking for something probably a little distressed. Am I right, Tyler? Yeah, absolutely. It's the same game in the debt game. All right, I'm looking for stuff that is occupied where the borrower hasn't made a payment in a while, whether it's six months or six years, um, that debt, that mortgage that the bank has is not worth what it was written on. I think we can all agree to that. If they $100,000 mortgage, somebody's not been paying in two years, it's not worth a $100,000 mortgage, right? 
but the underlying asset still has value. All right. So if it was hundred thousand dollar property, that property is still probably close to a hundred thousand. Um, you know, or maybe it's fallen down a little bit, dropped down 98 or whatever. I buy that debt at such a substantial discount, cheaper than really what most real estate investors are paying for real estate because I'm taking on the bank's problem. But my money, my profits are made by coming in and helping to rehab the borrower. That's where I make the most of my money. Coming in, trying to work with a borrower to get them to start paying on time. If they don't pay, they no stay, okay? Um, like <laughs> give them the opportunity. I can be their best friend, but they aren't going to pay. They're just going to be an ass and have their head in the sand or shove somewhere else. Right. Um, you know, I'm the bank. I'm out to make money. I can help them in a variety of ways through modifications or help them just walk away or forgiving debt. So many ways to make money in the note business because I have all the answers as the bank, but I'm still out to make a profit. So that's why we buy that debt cheap because we do take on the bank's problems. If we, right. if the borrower doesn't want to work with us, then we do foreclose, evict cash or keys, that kind of stuff to make money because then we'll sell the house off. If it's worth 80, we bought it at 40, 50. There's still a lot of room for profit there in the back end. And so that's the same thing. We're, you know, most, most investors are used to the, the shiny object. You know, I can go, touch it, feel it, hump it, you know, pick up paint colors and carpet. You know, they, they fall in love with the HGTV or the flip this house kind of thing. Um, I've been down that road years before and, and I don't want to do that. If I got to pick up paint colors and carpet, it's not a use of my time. We got a problem. Uh, yeah, exactly. We've got a very big problem. Exactly. Um, so that's the thing about note. I like buying cause there's still such a, a lot of inventory out there. I mean, I'm buying from banks. I'm buying from hedge funds. I'm buying from other note investors. Um, and I'm buying in bulk for the most part, right. you know, we talked about, um, you know, a lot of people buy one or one note here or there and that's fine. But if you really want to do something well in the note business, you really got to do it kind of big. You got to go big or go home for the most part, because in today's market, a lot of the one-off investors are getting priced out from the REO refugees. Right. People that are coming over, can't find a, a foreclosure. So they're buying a note, but they're overpaying for it. You know, because they don't understand that, hey, there's some holding times, there's foreclosure costs, um, and that actually foreclosing on the asset, taking the property back is actually usually the least um, the least financial, you know, option, the least wealthy option for where the most wealthy, the best exit strategy for the most part is to get the bar to reinstate, get them to put a little bit of skin in the game back to stay in it, hold on to that note for six to 12 months, and then sell it off as a reperformer at 80, 85 cents of a dollar. And so, it's just not fun to foreclose. I don't enjoy that part. It's like, I don't either, you know, but it is just an action. I mean, we still do it about half the time, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what's really great is the people that you help along the way. I mean, the other half, those that are willing to work with you, those are great. I mean, I get Christmas cards from people. Some lady named her grandson after me for helping them stay in their house. That's awesome. Um, yeah, you know, and it, it's it's a win-win. I mean, if I bought the debt that the guy owes 100 on, the house is only worth 80 and he starts paying on time for a year, I can forgive 10 or 20 grand because it's really not going to make me any money. You know what I mean? So that lady names her kid after you. So isn't he going to get beat up in school for being named Mr. We Close Notes? No. Have you seen me, dude? Have you seen the size of my trunks? I'm, I'm Timmy the Note Guy. You're Timmy the Note Guy. That's funny. Timmy! Uh, Timmy, you're six. It was, it was her grandson, actually, that she named oh, grandson. after me. Okay. Grandson. Lived in the house for 18 years. Husband had a heart attack, was out of work. Uh, I came in, offered them up to start making their existing payment on time. 
I reduced their interest rate to 0%. So every penny they spent towards their mortgage went to principal, paid on time for four years. Daughter had a kid, and they named it uh, Carson after me. Isn't it? That's awesome. Yeah, I did cool. See, I like the success story. So to roll back a little bit for sure. those that are kind of new to the note thing, everybody understands you know, the, the wholesaler magic formula, the Ron LeGrand formula of ARV. Ronnie. ARV minus 70% of ARV minus repairs and whatever you can eke out of it for a wholesale deal, right? Yeah. And essentially, as a note investor, you're doing better than that. And, you know, it varies, obviously, I'm sure, from note to note. Sometimes you're maybe 30%, 40%, 50% of quote-unquote ARV or face value of the note. So you have a lot more options available to you as a note investor because, A, everybody knows what's going on. Um, B, the way I see it is, you kind of have the law on your side, right? You're really buying somebody else's agreement is what it comes down to, correct? That's correct. See, everybody is in the note game. Everybody's in the note game. Most people are just on the opposite side of it, whether the payers, you know, they're paying on it versus receiving the payments. And so, yeah, when I buy the note, I've actually become the bank. So I have all the same rights that the bank has to foreclose, to collect, and a few more options because I can be a little creative in how I structure the loan or, or, or do some great things. But <clears throat> the thing to keep in mind is our pricing, I never pay 70% of ARV. Uh, ARV does not exist in the note world because it shouldn't that's the, exist in any world. It doesn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's up in Ron LeGrand's head. Uh, no, I've known Ron for years. You know, it was Ron like to say the smell of shit and piss is the smell of money for him. You know what I mean? Uh, can I say that on your show? Sure, why not? <laughs> why not? All right. I mark them all explicit anyway. I've got. Oh, a, that's good. All right. Then you, you got the right explicit guy on here. All right. Uh, <laughs> I have a few snowflakes in my audience, but I always make them by tissue before they listen to me. That's myself. very good. Very good. I, I have people that call me up and say, Scott, we don't, we'd love to listen to you more, but you cuss too much. So anyway. Yeah, unfortunate. Yeah. But so I don't pay, pay any sense of value. That's the thing. We, in the note business, you go off of as is value, not ARV, as is value. And, there's a couple factors to help you kind of understand that where you're not hit with a, uh Oh, right. <laughs> um, I like to buy occupied assets. The reason if it's been vacant, especially for longer than a year, I can guarantee you the air conditioner has grown legs and walked off and the copper goblins have showed up and giggled their way to the, uh, you know, the recycling bin. Plus the fact <clears throat> you'll often have liens like water liens and stuff like that, or maybe an, even an interior water fixture, right? You know, if you're in an area with a basement, you might have an in, in, <laughs> indoor swimming pool if it's been vacant for a while. Nice. Um, don't want those. You know, leave those. To, let them get foreclosed out. Let them get wiped out. Let somebody fight over at the foreclosure market. Now, don't get me wrong. When we buy in bulk, we still get a bunch of those. It just mm -hmm. is what it is. But the fact that we buy it in bulk at 40 cents, 50 cents of value gives us plenty of opportunity to sell it at 60 to a wholesaler or 60 to a fixed and the rehabber if we want to carry financing to somebody we can to make it creative but we can just get market to move it and in the note business is all about the velocity of capital that's a number everybody should write down velocity of capital i love that word can you dig a little deeper on that so velocity of capital i heard it from a hedge fund guy originally about 10 years ago it's all how often your money can move velocity of capital money goes out comes back goes out comes back in if you're, you've often probably heard the rule of 72 in retirement, Absolutely. you know, if you're, how often can your money, you know, repeat, replace itself or repeat itself so that you're going out making money. It's the same thing in notes. Velocity capital talks about how often you get your money back out and back in with return and, and rinse and repeat. And 
a lot of people are trying to do, you know, deals in six months. That's a little harder to do, especially if you've got fix and flips and days on market right now, especially with the com competitions going out there, unless you're someplace that doesn't require the property to have a uh, true appraised value. And we have that happening in Austin here and other parts of the country. But for us, we buy that stuff cheap. It gives us flexibility to get the thing moved. And if we, if we don't end up with a note, then we can literally turn around, sell it, make a quick five, 10, 15% on either wholesale or quick retail sale, and then put that money back to work, making money for us. Interesting. Now you, I had a guy talk to me, oh, I don't know, about six months ago. And he basically called me to ask me if I'd ever met you in person, which I had, I met you at PodFest. Yep. Yep. Which, you know, whatever. He says, well, the only thing he says, you know, I don't know if I want to, I, I think he's a one-man band. I said, it's not possible to be a note investor and be a one-man band. So you have a team. I mean, to do notes, you got to have a team, right? Mm -hmm. Tell me. So the, the, the beautiful thing about note investing <laughs> is you can really do it kind of from anywhere. Um, yeah, we've got a team. I have a, a team. I don't, I'm not the guy making the phone calls to the borrowers. I'm not the guy doing the workouts. I'm not the guy collecting the payments. Uh, I'm not the guy reviewing collateral. You know, we have a, there's a system to doing this. And the beautiful thing, there's so many, many amazing vendors that can help you out. Uh, I like to c compare myself kind of the general manager of a franchise. Perfect. You know, if you're a, we'll just say here because football season is not too far away. If you're the Cowboys, you want to be the Jerry Jones, not the Dak Prescotts. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, most real estate investors are the Dak Prescotts. They're the guy that's running out trying to fix the property and, meet with the vendors and pick out colors. They're doing all those things. They're control freaky. That's not a scalable business. All right. What you have with notes is you, you have servicers that will handle the borrower reach outs or the collecting of payments. And in, in notes, in most States, you can't be collecting. You'd be violating law unless you're a licensed debt collector or a licensed servicer. So you're paying your servicer a $20 to $95 a month fee per loan to do collections or start the foreclosure process. There are people that will review your collateral, companies that will review the, the, the paperwork to make sure the loans are complete, that all the paperwork is in there. Um, the, you, we've got attorneys that handle stuff in every state for me. You know, we've got a, a special servicer, a law firm out of California that coordinates with 30 different attorneys of different states. So I have a one point ban. I've got a team here that helps me out in my office with due diligence. But if you didn't have a team, guess what? There's a lot of virtual assistants out there and software to help you out with a lot of your due diligence that you can run relatively effectively, but then you're still going to reach out to realtors to put eyes on the property, especially because you're probably going to be investing in a couple States. So yes, if I was a one man band, I would be a lot skinnier and have a whole, whole lot less hair. <laughs> right. And you wouldn't have been in Europe last month. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have been able to take a three week vacation to Europe or take an eight, day trip to hawaii two weeks before that exactly so that's awesome so yeah yeah it's 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 pretty cool don't get me wrong <clears throat> yeah you, you there's still stuff you got to jump on you still got to make decisions you still got to talk with people you know that's the biggest thing is is going through you still got to talk with your investors especially if you're getting funding with private funding versus use your own capital Absolutely. there's still things i got to do i mean i've been a little buried since i got back from my trip but it's just you know it's a week and i've been back for almost two weeks now we're back almost completely on track with just updates and things like that what I love about the way you run your business is number one, that you had the freedom to go do that in the first place. Number two, that you don't need to be the guy with his finger in every situation, right? You're, you're essentially buying problems. Mm -hmm. Every note is, a, is its own individual problem, its own unique circumstances, but you're leveraging your vendors, your team to 
put everything together. You're the guy that is sits up at the top, like the CEO and runs the show. It's funny because when you're doing, like you become an expert in social media, you came out of nowhere and it's like all of a sudden you've blown every other real estate podcaster out of the water. I'm getting scared about my number 10 slot, man. I think you're coming back, coming up. Quick. Dude, I got a long way to go to catch you, dude. <laughs> I, I, I Look, I was excited to meet you at PodFest, dude. <laughs> I was okay? around, man. I'm like, dude, that's Scott Carson. Holy crap. But you realize there's so few. That's the thing people don't realize is if you use social media, um, there's some great things you can do to raise capital, to find deals. To, if you work smarter versus the whole, I don't know about you, but the days of sending out 5,000 postcards to get oh. a 1% to 4% response rate or sending out foreclosure you know postcards or yellow letters hoping the borrower calls you a week before the foreclosure that's a dead business the way i look at it um, and i've got friends that are dropping like thirty-five thousand postcards a month oh my goodness that, that, yeah i mean he's buying 100 plus properties a year but it's still a whole that, that cost per lead is a whole lot higher than what we see yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I was just actually before we recorded this episode i listened to your facebook live where you were talking about using retargeting and, and audience creation and things like that so Guys, if you listen to this episode, I don't even care if you have money to invest in notes. Scott's putting out all this education for free on Facebook Live. You need to, to get on his social media profiles, follow him on video. I love the fact that, like me, you you give away a ton of information for free. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not about like Note Camp, for example. What an awesome program! I mean, you got you got a bunch of speakers come in and all kinds of value going in there. It's about education, really. It's about learning. And tell me if I'm wrong, but your investors, when they come in, they're not flying blind. They've got you kind of mentoring them through the process. So yeah, and that's, the, that's exactly. When I started over a decade ago, it was people understood the fix and flip side. They understood rehabbing a property. They didn't understand the note game, even though that most of them were in the note game, but just on the wrong side. And so that's what we started doing. I mean, I had very fortunate to have a couple of mentors that spent a lot of time with me to teach me the ropes and help me out. And I always made a promise to myself that when I was going to get where I was going to get going, you know, I was going to share a lot of what I do. And I'm a, I'm a big believer in abundance. You know, there's plenty to go around if you'll just get off your butt and do the work. Unfortunately for most people, work is a four letter word that they don't want to talk about. So the thing is there, yeah, we do a ton of videos. There's a, there's a lot of little things. You, you can't learn a note business in a three day weekend. I mean, you can learn a good chunk of it, a high level stuff, but a lot of it comes from the, the minute details of, that foreclosure, that note that's in South Carolina is going to take a year to foreclose versus that note in Missouri is a 90-day foreclosure. Or, uh, oh, I want to buy something in Maryland. Okay, it's a little bit stricter there with a debt collector's license than it is buying in Texas where, hey, everything's fast here in Texas. Fast foreclosures, fast highways, fast executions. You know what I mean? Um, but the faster the foreclosure means, the more expensive the note is. So there's a lot of little things that go on. And that's why we just, I think I got, what, a 1,000 videos out there. Uh, on uh, on YouTube and Vimeo. Uh, if you're looking for that, you can just go to weclosenotes.tv. Weclosenotes.tv. Right. Yep. And, of course, we have uh, different, like we did, note, we talk about Note Camp, which is the, uh, we've done that five times now where it's an online convention, three and a half days, 34-plus speakers focused on content, actions, marketing, and profits. There is a cost to attend live, but we went ahead and turned every episode into its own podcast episode. So if you're looking for it, you can actually go to, iTunes and just look for Note Camp, C A M P, and the episodes are there with every speaker. And we had, you know, we had some pretty big names over the years. We had Sharon Lecter speak this last time around as a keynote. Nice. You know, author of Rich Dad Poor Dad, Rhonda Britton, who's an Emmy Award winner and uh, helps people overcome, you know, troubles, was also keynote. They're good, two good friends of mine. But the, the biggest thing I can tell you, it's a lot friendlier place. 
not so cutthroat. It's not like cutthroat Island, like the wholesalers or your fix and flippers. Right. There is a lot of inventory out there. There's a lot of opportunity. You just got to know where to look. You're not, you know, you're not sending out 50 postcards, hoping to get one phone call. We reach out mostly uh, directly to banks and hedge funds. That's where really the business is these days is, is direct to the banks, uh, direct to these big funds. Like, I'll give you an example. Funny story. I was running up. I made a phone call to a, a New York fund last week. Um, a couple of days after that article came out about Fannie Mae selling off their last round of 11,000 notes. So I called the company that was helping the due diligence, left a voicemail, was doing a podcast episode. And the lady called me back. So I took the phone call live on the podcast. It was kind of <laughs> funny. Um, can't script this. And was talking with her. She's like, oh, no, just call everybody that's won the bids over the last two years. And they'll let you opt in as an investor with them. If you can, if you can find, if you can fund 5 million at a time, I'm like, okay, we could, we could do that. It's not too difficult. Right. You know, 5 million is just one zero removed from half a million raised. And it's just another zero removed from 50,000 raised, that's right. you know? Um, and so I think that's a, that's a big misconception too. people that have been around real estate for a while too, Tyler, they, you know, going back to 10 years ago when everything was hitting the fan, they're like, Oh, you needed to have 5 million or 2 million or 10 million to buy notes. And that's, just not the case. Um, there's a lot of deals that can be done if you've got 50 grand in an IRA. You can get started, you know, two, three, maybe contract for deeds or two non-performing firsts in, in Ohio or Michigan or Indiana where there you see a lot of stuff and and really come out doing quite well after six to 12 months. So that brings my next question is the, the guy or girl that's got that 50K IRA, they can reach out to you. They can invest with you, do a joint venture, whatever, work mm -hmm. it out so that they can invest with you. At the same time, they're going to get the benefit of the education of going through uh, several different notes with you. Yeah. End, right. Yeah, so exactly. Encourage them to, it's like that you're not holding back. You, you, nope. Here it is. You're involved in the transaction. So they get to learn by osmosis, right? They're involved mm -hmm. in, in what's going on to some degree. Yep. It's awesome because they can, because everybody really wants to eventually do things themselves. Of course, mm -hmm. you know, I used to think that way until I actually started doing things. I'm like, Oh, I don't like doing any of this. No, <laughs> no, like no, no, no. Money. that's where I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is if somebody's going to joint venture with us, we put them through a workshop, I'm like, Hey, go through the workshop. Let's learn the nuts and bolts. That way you're not asking me all these mundane questions later on. Um, and give them a chance to earn while they learn. You know, um, while there isn't a lot of like day in day out activity with notes, cause it's usually like an email once a week or it's a phone call with your servicer sure. and stuff like that. There's some really cool things that we use online, whether it's like a Dropbox folder or a base camp, or we even use a thing called Yardy Breeze. Some of those that are in the, in the rental are used to that. We're kind of their beta test for the note business Okay. Uh, <clears throat> that allows people to kind of have an, a, a view of what's going on, seeing the collateral, asking questions we share updates on a regular basis here's where we're at you know it's getting reperforming do you want to go sell it off or you want to hold on to the cash flow and uh you know talk with them hey here's the assets that we're working through and and going from there so um that's you know, cool be, thing. they got options too i mean there's options. Yeah, there, there, there's plenty of options that's that's the beautiful thing this is all an options game of of workouts that's why we like owner finance notes because there's more options we can we'll make more money if we keep them in the property but they won't then we can offer cash for keys or a deed in lieu or uh, a short sale. We're the fastest short sale negotiation company in America. All right. Yeah. You know, I can, I can talk to the, the short sale negotiation department really fast. All right. Get an answer for you. Seven minutes versus seven months. Um, you know, uh, let somebody take over the loan. Let somebody assume the loan. We've done that several times where somebody couldn't afford the loan, but their brother or their sister or mom or dad want to take over the property. 
Um, there's just a lot of flexibility. I, I like to say every borrower has its own country western song. You know, you have that. I like that. Um, but <laughs> you, you get you get to help out. If they won't work with you, then you just flip it over to your attorneys and let them do the work. Exactly. And at the end of the day, what I dig about what you're doing is you're helping people. At the end of the day, you're helping people. A lot of times people bit off more than they could chew. They've got a whole host of issues or whatever's going on. You're providing a solution because I'm being a realtor myself. I've been down the road of short sales for people and talk about a nightmare trying to wait for Wells Fargo to make a decision. Like you said, seven months later, yeah. where if you bought the paper, I'm sure we could get a yay, yay or nay conversation. On so, so, so let me clear something up here real fast. Let me clear something up. You're not going to buy a note, a one-off note or a small portfolio notes from Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Chase, Citibank, IndyMac Bank. Uh, those big banks aren't going to waste their time with a little old Scott Carson. Okay. Or whoever you are out there. There's plenty of regional banks out there that sell stuff on a, on a regular basis or hedge funds. So let's, let's clarify. Now, I have bought from Wells Fargo. Just so you know, Wells Fargo Commercial is a lot easier to deal with than Wells Fargo Residential. Um, just so you know that Wells Fargo re has done a really good job on the residential side with their foreclosures that they just basically take everything through. Um, I can't remember who their vendor is, but, um, you know, they have a, a, a basically a streamlined system. If it's going to go default, they're not going to sell the paper off for the most part. Um, but that doesn't mean I haven't bought, but you know, bought loans from other banks. Um, you know, Capital One. I've bought a lot of commercial notes from them over the years. What's in your wallet? You know, uh, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, so I'll, I'll give you a story. It took me three weeks, years ago, three weeks of calling, dialing for dollars, over seventy phone calls over three weeks to finally get to the right person at Capital One. Wow. I can't tell you how many times I got hung up on or transferred to Pakistan or India or something like that. Okay. Right. And finally get a hold of the right person. She's like, oh, yeah, no problem. Sends me over a list, a, a, a PDF list, 33 page, where everything was in like six-point font Whoa. of all their commercial assets that they were looking to sell. I'm like, oh, how much do I got to buy? She's like, just buy anything. We need to, got to move them. And so I bought a 21 unit in Houston. 20, I bought some multifamily paper. Nice. Okay. Nice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, hang on. Let's Let's – Calm down. Don't get so excited I'm there. Salivating. I'm, I'm yeah, you're salivating pretty good there. I, I'm, you're not going to call the banks to get multifamily paper right now because it's the most overpriced asset out there for the most part. Um, if you do, you call me, say, hey, send me your multifamily stuff. You're not going to get them because I'm going to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> I know you're a big multifamily guy. What right. is your outlook? What's going to happen in the next three years? I want to pick your brain on that for a second. Well, I can tell you that it, it right now, there's going to be a lot of the bad paper on the market here coming up soon because people are grossly overpaying. Yep. Banks have reduced their debt coverage ratios to one to five, which is insanity. Yep. I mean, come on, 80% or 80% loan to value and a one to five debt coverage ratio doesn't even make sense. No. And you know, obviously the major play for apartments is you buy it, you get it rebalanced, regentrified, right? Bump the rents up. And then hopefully you go get refinanced out after you've had it for what, two, three years. Right. I can guarantee you the financing is not going to be in place in three years. No. If it is, you're going to have to come to the table with more cash, like 20% down or other things to do that. That's not going to happen. The reason I say this is because it happened 10 years ago. You know, I was buying, I bought a lot of paper on apartments from one of the well-known gurus right. out there. I just started doing cert title searches for his entities and 90% of them were in default. Right. And so we would you know, buy them at 50, you know, 40, 50, 60 cents of the dollar of as is value. And it, 
you know, take it over, regentrify it, and sell it really fast. The so, problem is they're not they're using, they're signing on for balloon payments, big ones. I mean, they're doing interest only and, and all this ridiculous stuff. It's like the deal can't afford the debt to begin with. And uh -huh. I can tell you that I would say conservatively, and I look at a lot of multifamily deals. I mean, I get a, a ton of deals across my desk. People are like, why haven't you bought anything in a while? I'm like, well, I haven't found anything that even remotely makes sense. Uh, when it does, you can bet your bippy I'll buy it, but mm -hmm. the, the, it's going to be a, a, an implosion to epic proportions. And the sad fact is exactly what happens to the people that live there, right? That's what I'm thinking about. You got a two, 300 unit apartment building. Dude stops paying his mortgage. Bank goes in, it goes into receivership or whatever winds up happening. What about the people that live there? And, and it's going to be a train wreck. It's going to look like South Memphis. Yeah. The country. It, it totally is. <laughs> it, 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 well, Memphis itself for the most part, Memphis yeah. is really going downhill because it's an 85% rental city for the most part. Yep. And you've got to be very, very careful on a street by street basis there now versus a zip code by zip code. But it, I'll tell you just what exactly it's history repeating itself. It, it, part of it's driven from Wall Street wanting higher returns. They're doing these creative loans or financing and stuff because they're, they're looking for returns. The people, the guys, the older guys, the older crowd that went through it have all retired and taken their parachutes. They're going right. the parachutes away. So these young bucks are coming up and need to make a name for themselves. And it's the same stuff that happened again. And we would come across apartment complexes where the, the you know, Stuff wasn't getting fixed because the guy didn't have the income. He was basically using it. They were using these properties as, as ATMs. Yeah. And so you have the borrowers there. They're not getting their water fixed. They're not getting, you know, the amenities are going to crap. Stuff's getting broken into. And you start having A's turn to B's, B's turn to C's, and C's turn to D's just from wear and tear. And people not care, care of it. Um, it's sad. You have these people that are paying monthly that want a place to stay. But now their deposit's gone because they're guaranteeing they're not getting their deposit back because the guy's spent it. Yep. <clears throat> and there's not really motivation for them to take care of the property. So it's, it's unfortunate with that. But it's, um, you know, we're, we're already seeing you know, the increase in, you know, interest rates and a lot of this increase in tariffs is going to cost some things. You know, the cost of goods sold are going to skyrocket. It's, it's interesting. I don't blame it on politics. I just blame it on everything. It's just a natural cause of the stock market's been going, the housing market keeps going up. It's got to, um, it's got to correct at some point. Oh, it absolutely does. And I think that's, what's cool about what, what you're doing in the note business is, is that you can hedge against that because you have so much control. That's the one thing people don't get about notes. It's like, wait a minute, guys, you've got complete control. As long as you buy right, because that rule doesn't change right at all. You make your money when you buy, uh, not when you sell, but you have complete yeah. control. You've got so many different strategies at your disposal. Page says what twenty some exit strategies without getting crazy creative. That's just vanilla. That's kind of crazy creative at twenty. I think there's basically ten, but I guess she's counting everything, which is fine. You know, the sexiness and the double D's that she likes to say in her discussion. Uh, um, Don't get me started on that. We won't. We won't go there. So, so I'll, I'll give you an example. What's the smallest apartment complex that you'll buy, Tyler? Ten units. Ten units. Okay. Great number. You probably don't have on-site management for that. You've right. got somebody's handling off-site. Right. <clears throat> Same thing with, what are you buying at a door, roughly? Um, on average, in Memphis, I'm about seven to 10,000 a door. Well, that's Memphis. Let's talk about some other where, where it's not the, the black hole of, of depreci depreciation taking place. Around 50K a door. Okay. 50K a door is what you're buying at. Yep. <clears throat> I can buy 10, 10 notes, roughly somewhere around 50K or less a door. 
and it's it's a really similar kind of similar model because you like the doors one shot you know you'll have the expenses get reduced because your your risk is spread across 10 doors or 20 doors you're probably going to have 10 or 15 of them perform five you know there's gonna be some vacancy or turbulence and that stuff with people not paying time that's the same thing we look at notes all right um we buy i buy in bulk it's how i i kind of add an extra zero to our bottom line because we instead of buying one we buy 10 um, or instead of buying just 10 we bump it to 100 and your risk is spread dramatically across a lot uh, of assets you know and, and about half will get reperforming if you if you reach out in the first 30 days um whether you send a letter out or your service sends a letter out or attorney drops a letter most of the time we'll see about 50 percent of people get reperforming of some sort that's a good and that's so they, a really good stat it's a good it's a good stat um I think we're sitting at 65% right now uh, on our our portfolio we bought last year. So I bought 365, uh, 366 notes last year. That's not counting what we, our students bought along with us. And over half of them are performing. We're performing in the first 90 days. The other half hit and miss. Some are paying, some they fall off, some we foreclose, some we're vexing. That's okay because now we just turn around and now we don't have a, a, a unit that we can't get rented. We've got a, a property now that we can sell. If, if it was worth 50, we probably bought it at 25. So now it gives us an opportunity to move that and then take that you know, 25 or 40 grand back now that we brought in from the profits of selling it and put it into another unit and then double down, <clears throat> as I like to say. So Keep rolling and rolling and rolling. That's right. The velocity capital rolling, rolling, and rolling. And then you're traveling Europe, right? Yeah. Then you take <laughs> off and go on a nice vacation or you spend, we've got, I mean, we've got students that, <clears throat> travel full time, you know, people that are overseas having fun, they're on the phone, you know, that high dollar internet, you know, making a Skype phone call to their service or just a touch base. I mean, right. I bought assets when I was overseas. I mean, we had five loans negotiated for trial payment plans when I was in Barcelona alone via email back and forth. So that's it's, awesome. that's the thing. You, you don't have to be a control freak. If you are a control freak looking for stuff just in your backyard, I will tell you right now, notes aren't the game for you. You can keep trying to claw out, of living if you need to, but if you're frustrated and, and not finding deals, there's so much available in the note business. Um, you don't have to worry about buying in 30 states. Pick three or four states to start off with. The hottest states right now are Ohio, Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, Missouri, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee. You know, those are really the Big Ten, Southeast Conference parts of the United States is where we see most of the inventory these days. Ohio, they're like giving houses away in Ohio. You know what? <clears throat> it's it's gonna it, Cleveland is gonna go down. They are breathlessly waiting for Saturday to find out what LeBron James does. <laughs> <clears throat> and I'm not joking. I'm not joking with this. It, we saw the same thing in Miami. Miami was a two. Uh, LeBron was a two hundred million dollar industry alone Whoa. to Miami with people coming and buying tickets, hotel sure. stays, stuff like that. He's been the same type of thing with Cleveland. On the, now, I don't buy notes in Cleveland because Cleveland's got some weird rehab thing with the city, but I do buy in Columbus. I yeah. buy all I'm other areas. Hardly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I got one of those. You got one of those nice little notes. Hey, you owe us this. Speaking of which, 991 Penfield for sale right now. We got a hot, hot deal. Call Tyler at cashflowguys.com. <laughs> you know what you should do? Have them, you should get a text message for text notes or text rehab to – 72,000. So it comes into you that way. There you go. <laughs> you put on all your listings. But a, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, they're waiting to see what happens. Ohio's done well the last few years. Some people are like, why would I want to buy in Ohio? Well, Columbus is one of the hottest markets in the country, 10 to 15% appreciation. Even um, parts of Cleveland, if you end up buying an REO, that Nickelodeon's have done well because uh, Dan Gilbert's put a billion bucks into the area. 
Detroit is doing well, 10, 11, 12, 15% appreciation last couple of years. They're rebuilding the Gordie Howe Bridge. Lots of jobs are moving in there. Yeah. The, the number that unites all of us is real estate investors. There's two numbers that unite us. One is ROI. Right. Okay. And the other one is ROT, return on time. Amen on that one. You know what I mean? Um, you can use that. I'll give that to you there. Um, our return on investment is important because you want to look at that's the number we're looking for. That's our velocity capital. What's our return doing? But many, when you start looking at what you're doing on a daily basis to get that return, many people are working for less than minimum wage. Absolutely. You know, the return on time doesn't make sense. And that's why I, I love notes because I can own stuff from all across the country from my office here in Austin, Texas. Uh, I'm not a one man band. Uh, trust me, you come in an office, you, you come sit with me for a couple of days. You'll see that I'm on the phone constantly with people exactly. taking, making, making things happen. Exactly. I love that. Scott, what's the best way for people to reach out to you? If people want to go take the things to the next level, maybe they want to learn, maybe they want to invest, maybe they want to do both. How do they do that? Really easy. Just go to weclosenotes.com. If they go to weclosenotes.com, that's our main website. They'll see three tabs they can click on. One, if they want to learn buy notes, one, if they want to take a class or one, they, they want to learn more about our, our, our education schedule. They go there. Uh, like I said, weclosenotes.com. There's tons of information there. Um, we just celebrated our 300th basically episode with our podcast called The Note Closer Show as well. You can check us that out on iTunes and Stitcher. But weclosenotes.com, best place to go. Um, opt in there. You can spend hours on there. I, I get messages from people. Oh, I watch you late at night. You know, or you brought our, our, I had a couple tell me, oh, you brought us back together. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, we started watching your, your show late at night in bed, sitting there together. And we had something to talk about now. And it brought us back together. I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> great. Some <laughs> a pizza or something, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, versus That's one awesome. lady was one lady was like, I, I get tired of who this man is in my bedroom every night. My husband watching it. That's right. Yeah, that's a sexy red shirt you got on there. Scott. That's right, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Late night. With Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, no. It's fine. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Or you can always find Scott in every single social media platform on the planet. All you got to do is think notes and Scott will pop up. <laughs> I will pop up. That's right. I, went to, I, went to, uh, I was on Instagram the other day. And he, like, popped up all over the place. And then I was waiting for, like, an opt-in for me to buy some sort of a widget. I'm like, you got a smooth for sale or <laughs> one of the selfie sticks? Not like that, buddy. Just we do a lot of content. That's the biggest thing. I, love I it. mean, it's uh, there's so much to know. And there's we, 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 what I get more excited about more than anything else is the success of our students. Um, Amen. You know, that's the thing that does, you know, I had somebody call me today. They bought their three notes in the last week, got two of them modified. I had a new student buy six deals in the last 45 days, and they got two of them sold already. Um, you know, we get together. We've got a mastermind group that I've got that we get together three times a year. And then the last one in, in uh, Naples, I'm not Naples, sorry, Fort Myers, we had about 45 of my coaching students there. And combined, without my deals, they had closed 1,600 deals just amongst themselves. Wow. So lots of opportunity, guys and gals. I mean, it's – look, if you like apartments, hey, great. Apartments are great. I'm not saying not invest in apartments. But it's going to get cheaper. And if you know the debt game, you can buy those apartments at a lot cheaper price when that market turns south. I mean, done a lot of that. There's a lot of opportunity out there. Trust me. Uh, I'm not trying to be that the you know chicken little. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. Oh no, you trust me. I've signed a few closing statements lately, and I've got a few more coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, what what's what is scary is I've I've seen somebody's not you, uh, somebody's you know 
raising capital thing. And, and when they change one letter on their agreement to their investors, instead of a return of capital, they're guaranteed a return on capital. There's a bit of difference there. Yeah, a little bit. One little letter makes a whole lot of difference how they expect that deal to go long-term. That's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. Good times. Scott, I appreciate you coming out, man. That was awesome. I Guys, I follow Scott. I've learned a ton from you, man. I got to tell you. I'm, I'm, you know, same here, man. Same here. You put it I, it's not a day unless I've got Tyler Chef in my ear. <laughs> hey, I hope we see you out at PodFest this year. Oh, anyway, uh, yeah, I'll be at PodFest. Are you going to Podcast Movement? I'm debating. I probably will. Uh, I like PodFest. It's more of a family-type organization. Yeah. But Chris, the host of PodFest, is looking for speakers this year. He would love to have you talking about your social media success and whatnot. So please reach out to him. I will. I, he, uh, we're, we're doing something crazy actually this Saturday and Chris is speaking on it. Um, this Saturday is national social media day, the 30th. So whenever people are listening to this, it may have expired. We're going to do a 27 hour live stream. That's nuts. Yeah. I got, uh, me and a friend of mine, uh, Christy White's with serving social, uh, is a good friend who does a lot of social media help, uh, for us, but she and I came up with this idea of doing this 27 hour live stream. And so we've got people from Greece and Canada and all over who are experts in different fields in social media. Can we join us? Chris is going to be speaking on pod, PodFest and podcasts and stuff like that. But nice. I'm going to be drinking a lot of Red Bull on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, and then you're going to have to drink a lot of beer to go to sleep after yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. Red Bull, I won't have a problem going to sleep. I can be out in five minutes, my friend. That's it, me, too. I can go down by command. Literally, my wife says, go lay down and go to sleep. I do, just like when I was a little kid. Is it kind of like a Marshall Silver thing, or, or uh, like going to the church? They put their hand on your head. Sleep, <laughs> yeah, sleep. And I'm like, okay, no problem. There you I go. Sleep Good anyway. stuff, man. All right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and wrap there. Scott, thank you for for coming. Tons of me. value, folks. Go to weclosenotes.com. Get signed up. Pick a bucket. Jump in one. Take a minute. Learn something new, and more importantly, get off your ass and take some action. Right? You're never going to get financially free if you don't take any action. Now is the time to start doing that. So with that, I will catch up with you guys next week. If you're not a member of our Facebook group, go to cashflowguys.com forward slash group, and we will catch up with you next week. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to cashflowguys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.